Pod Boys Productions. Yeah, everyone's asking about the Mr. Irrelevant. And what I've got my sights set on is Mr. Irrelevant. When I first got it, you're thinking, man, Mr. Irrelevant. And I don't want to be that guy. Welcome back to Mr.'s Mini AFC South Preview. Welcome to it, actually, because even though we recorded the preview already several days ago, we're going to have to re-record part of it or do a little addendum, which I'm putting up top of the episode here, based on some, uh, some events that just happened that are AFC South tangential uh, in the past few days. E-Nam over there. You know what I'm talking about, of course. Yeah, so Tottenham Hotspur lost to Newcastle this weekend, which is weird. But Newcastle played, like, really embarrassing negative football for, like, most of the game. So, like, I don't know. I think we're okay. And that means what? What does that mean, negative? Just, like, they played, like, ten goalies and one attacker. Just kidding. We have no time for jokes, Eric. This is not the typical intro. We already did the our typical intro for the main part of this episode. This is the emergency edition. We got to talk Jacoby Brissett, I guess. Well, I fooled you. Didn't factor him in. I mean, he didn't go out for... He wasn't in the game, right? <laughs> the Tottenham game. He shouldn't have been, at least. One of the ten goalies. Are... Jacoby Brissett might have played in um, Newcastle's midfield. I genuinely don't know because... Like, they're nobody. Like, their team is nobody. They're full of nobody. They beat your team, though. But anyway, (laughs) Andrew Luck retiring just mere maybe two days after we recorded our AFC South preview, which I'd scheduled to come out tomorrow as we record this one. Hence this addendum here, because I talked, or we both talked a lot about the Colts. I was a little high on the Colts, maybe even a little higher than you are. I mean, you'll hear it if you listen to the whole episode here, but... We were debating between Colts and Texans. That that's out the window now, is it? I mean, let's how, can Brissett fill in? How much percentage can he give that Luck potentially could have? But also, you were talking a lot about injuries with Deshaun Watson. Again, you'll hear it shortly. But Deshaun Watson and Luck both getting pretty injury prone. I was even maybe downplaying that a little bit, trying to like give the opinion. Maybe it was just one bad injury for Luck. You know, one really bad one. But clearly it has been, I think then you made the point that he's had a lot of different injuries, so I was wondering about that. But now he comes out and retires due to these injuries, basically, that's what he said, right? You know, he doesn't, he's afraid to hurt his body anymore, basically, is what he said, type of thing? Yeah, so, like, not to completely mischaracterize what he said, but it seems like he was describing life as a football player who has suffered injuries as absolute hell. Like, you're constantly, like, like worrying 24-7 about your shoulder, your, your, your like, left ankle, your right knee, um, my right knee. Wait, he was even worried about your right knee? He's a quarterback. He's got a lot on his mind. Maybe too much at this point. Yeah, and, like, all love and respect and power to Andrew Luck. Rest and power his career. But that does significantly, <laughs> yeah, that does significantly change how I think about the AFC South. 
Like, the team was great, but that team was built around a top 10 quarterback. And Jacoby Brissett... It's probably one a uh, top five backup, if you had it even before this news. I probably would have ranked him somewhere in there. He's, he's good. He's fine. He's fine. He's definitely a top five backup quarterback. Like, he's this generation's Charlie Batch. I don't see him making the impact on football games that Andrew Luck was going to make. I don't think that's a hot take. Their team is very good. Their backup quarterback is great backup quarterback. But now he's their quarterback. So, like, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Dak Prescott. He's not Nick Foles. I don't know. I mean, is he, is that more <laughs> a better comparison? Well, Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. So, uh, yeah, great comparison. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have some thoughts on this. I don't actually know where the Colts stand in their division with Brissett as a backup, given that the rest of their team is so good. Yeah, I think the little difference is maybe... I do think he could still have some success this season. And apparently he was getting a lot of reps in training camp anyway, more than a backup gets anyway. And there's questions about when Luck actually realized he was going to retire. Maybe it was like a week before the announcement or something like that. So maybe he got a little more accelerated practice time if they knew that. But I think it is like the little things that really good quarterbacks can just make that the receivers especially are that much better or other parts of the team that much better by just making throws like other quarterbacks just don't see or, you know, that don't have the capability to do makes the whole offense better. That's probably where this is going to have the impact. But that being said, I mean, again, going back to – so I am going to say now that the Texans will win the division, but now if we're comparing them again against, you know, Foles and the Jags and Mariota slash maybe Tannehill and the Titans, and, you know, uh, knock on wood that – your theory about injury, uh, Watson being injury prone. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, if he got, misses time, like this, this could be a very strange QB division where it's like, now it's like even more wide open, basically. I, maybe that's not a crazy analysis, but it seems like the case to me that now I'm looking at it like at the end of the season, I'm going to be like, there's a lot, there's multiple things that could happen. Like, oh, all right, the Texans did just run through it, Watson put on a show. The defense was great. Or, wait a minute, wait, the Titans came out of nowhere and ended up winning this division. Like, who thought this was going to be the case months ago? Not crazy. Or it's like, oh, the Brissette actually is a pretty good quarterback, and the, the Colts weren't as screwed as it looked like based on that last-minute thing at the start of the season. Or, like, the Jags get a redemption somewhere. Like, I, I can see all this stuff happening now. It's hard to say. Like, the, the money's on the Texans, but... More so than a lot of other divisions, this I think there's like a lot of potential here for any of the teams. I don't know. In the division, not like saying any of these teams are going to win the Super Bowl. No, but. Deshaun Watson has the potential to get hurt early in the season, early and often. And if that happens, what is up with the quarterbacks in this division? Does this, Do all four of these teams have somewhere between the 32nd and 22nd best quarterback in the league? Because that's not going to fly. That isn't going to work long term. It's like the twenty. It's more like it's more like the twenty first and like to twenty six range. I would say. Okay, so or like nineteen to twenty five range. Do so you think these four quarterbacks could? I could easily see them all, or three of the four, you know, Watson excluded, all being right in that range potentially. I yeah. I could see it even going. Mariota could have a breakout season. You know injury concerns as well like but 
and, and other concerns, but, like, it's possible. I, it's an interesting group, because, like, <laughs> Mariota, like, supposed to be the star coming out, had some stumbles, showed some flashes. Brissett is, was supposed to be a backup, whatever. People don't know much about him. Foles was a career backup, but won the Super Bowl, so it's, like, a very strange group, eclectic group, group of QBs all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Foles is the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Well, the Jaguars, yeah. Jaguars? Yeesh. Yeah, I don't know. He I, he might be good? No, you know what? He played against the Cowboys twice a year for three years. He's not good. Nick Foles isn't good. But he won some of those games, did he? No. Congratulations on your Super Bowl, Philadelphia. Congratulations on your thriving DIY punk scene. Nick Foles sucks. Does he, though? It's a question. I'm not sure. He probably will on the Jags. I mean, the Jags aren't... They can't find a good quarterback, typically. People don't play QB well for them. Yeah, I mean, all power to Deshaun Watson. Um, But this division, otherwise, is ass at quarterback. And also, this division is ass at team building. I, the Colts have a good team, finally. Finally, now that their generational court, like talent at quarterback is retiring, they have a great team that might not suffer to the extent that they would have suffered two years ago when their generational talent at quarterback retired. And I don't even know if they have a great... I mean, we talk about this in the main portion of episode two, and I don't know if they have a great team, so that might be a little hyperbolic. But they have, a, they have the pieces that look... They have a good defense, uh, a decent O-line. They've got weapons. Like, what do you want? Yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's our addendum for the NFC South, I guess, now. Listen to the rest of the episode from about uh, last week when we recorded Rest it. in power, Andrew Luck. And rest in power, the main part of our episode that might be that's not, not as relevant now. No, but we also do the NFC South coming up, so quick addition to that, too. Cam Newton got hurt in this preseason game. Apparently, we looked it up before recording. He's He seems to be fine for them. Uh, that's what they're saying, at least. He's practicing everything, but... This preseason stuff, you know, the locker time with these injuries, I mean, it's, it seems like things might have to change in some way or the other. I mean, a lot of starters aren't, are already not playing in the preseason and all this, but with with injury concerns left and right, it's not, no surprise that's the case. But anyway, listen to the main part uh, or the rest of the episode right now. We'll be dropping, it, dropping this in in front, like I said. So uh, enjoy the rest of our episode. Yeah, so don't stop it right now. Just, like, don't stop it right now. Keep listening. In fact, skip all this stuff with this bullshit we're talking right now. You want the jokes, and, uh, Evangelion references, and soccer talk, that's all in the main. Which you know I'm going to keep doing, yes. <laughs> all right. All right, welcome back to the Misters Pod on Brooklyn Rebound Network. It's your boy, Pod Drew, over here. And back for another uh, under-informed, under-researched, maybe live-researched on Pod, NFL 2019 preview. And uh, today, I think we're going to be doing the AFC and NFC South. So we're heading down to the Dirty South. And of course, my co-host on all these previews, I'll be introducing right now, but it's especially pertinent for this one because he hails from that dirty South himself. What's going on over there, E-9? Dirty, dirty. 
Yes, sir. It's your boy, Young. I thought this was going to be a Bachelor in Paradise podcast, a.k.a. Young Clavicle. Okay, for a second I thought you were saying you are going to make your nickname a some, some Bachelor reference, which of course I would not get. But you're going back to Young Clavicle, the classic, one of the classics, of course. No, it's like fine. Like I genuinely thought that we were going to talk about Bachelor in Paradise because it was a momentous week in Bachelor like history. But like whatever. Yes, we'll talk about the NFL. If that's what you want to talk about, we'll talk about the NFL. Yeah, I think we will because, you know, I know this is your new bit to uh, keep trying to make a podcast about something I'm not as interested in. Maybe Philadelphia girl punk, you know, reality shows where people are... Evangelion. Well, that's not the same because, as we discussed on, I believe, the the Eastern preview, I am interested in Evangelion. I'm just incrementally watching it for my YouTube channel, Drew's Views. Check that out, but... Drew's views. If you want to, you, you could. I you could even throw in a dirty, dirty Drew's view. You could put a little southern tinge on that. <laughs> Next time. But I mean, if look, Eric, if you want to do a first quarter or maybe first twenty percent of Evangelion podcast, and then I'm down for that. But I just can't go with you on the whole. I don't know what's gonna happen after that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Also, have you met Oscar Langley Soryu yet? No, so last, you know, we spoke maybe a week ago, I was one episode back of where I was last week, and you're telling me about this cool character, I guess, that's supposed to be introduced, but there was no a new character introduced in the one I watched this week on the channel right now. It was all about... Uh, that's interesting. Uh, Misato having to jump in, do a little in-the-field work uh, when they went to... That's her girl. I don't know, some... It was a little almost RoboCop-esque, like some company was making it. Oh, a human work. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're about to hit the one quarter mark um, as far as like stories concerned. And I would like to talk to you about this. Yes. Okay. But it's not the time right now. People are already probably switching off with this talk. All right. Uh, all right. We got to go. AFC. Let's start with the AFC South now. What do you think about... <laughs> Let me get this generic question in. What do you think about the this division this year? Any first thoughts? This division is going to come down to a race between the Texans and the Colts. And it's whichever team's quarterback gets injured first. Will be the one to not win. Yeah, that's right. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is great. And um, Deshaun Watson is incredible. Has been incredible for the last, you know, 18 months. As much time as he's spent in the pros, he has been incredible. But he's an injury risk, and he keeps getting hurt, and the Texans keep suffering, therefore. And it's not like, I don't know. I'm not doing a Colin Cowherd thing where, like, it's his fault for getting hurt, and therefore the Texans can't rely on him. But it is like, can't we trust the Texans yet? Their great, excellent quarterback keeps getting hurt. We gotta wait. Well, you also said, like, who, which quarterback's going to get injured first? Talking about Luck as well, I guess. Are you also considering him injury-prone? Because he was had the big injury, too. But Yes. I'm extremely considering Andrew Luck injury-prone. He missed an entire season of his career, which sucks because he was supposed to be, like, the guy four years ago uh, coming out of college. Their O-line is better, but I don't know how much that matters if he's just Tony Romo-level injury-prone, you know? Yeah, but I don't know if I agree that he is. And I don't even know if Watson, like, 
they both had one bad injury so far. Watson has a much shorter career so far, but are you considering him injury-prone if the injury lasts longer? I don't know if that makes sense necessarily. Well, I don't think Luck has yet played a 14-game season, or if he has, he hasn't played two. Why are you saying 14-game season? I mean, he's missed at least two games per season. Oh, okay. Yeah. That might be true. I can't remember. Well, but last year, so about Luck, though, last year it was kind of like a thing where he was coming back from that being out the year, and I was skeptical on him a little bit. People were skeptical, even like fantasy drafts, no one was drafting him. He was no good. No one knew what was going to happen, and he came out back good. So I don't know if we – I think the Colts might be pretty decent this year. I think this division might be overall a lot better than it historically is. When you think about this with some, I don't know, like the Jags and stuff. The Jags were trash last year, but they probably won't be worse than they were last year. They got rid of Bortles, brought in Foles. I don't know. I'm not expecting them to light it up or anything, but it's an improvement, at least a minor improvement. I think that Foles is an improvement on Blake Bortles, but, like, what have they done with the rest of their offense, you know? Yeah, I'm try- I gotta look up. Well, like like I said, uh, this under this is our under research preview, so I gotta see what she- what these teams brought in and everything. To be honest, I've been watching a lot of soccer, so this is extremely under researched. Uh, shout out to your Spurs. They won this past weekend, right? Uh, no. What they did was the equivalent of winning, which was take points off Man City, who have not had points taken off them. Uh, which is either lose or draw since January 29th. The last team to beat and or tie them uh, were the Spurs in the Champions League in April, so early April. So, you know. So I'm still kind of confused about all that. But anyway. When we come, they run in. The ch- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to look up who, who did they bring any offensive pieces in other than Foles, obviously, any skill position players. I don't see it. They uh, are high on Leonard Fournette still, I guess, but... Sure. Defensively, I don't know why I just kind of transitioned to the Jags in the first place here, but I guess since I'm I'm here, that was like, you know, they were in the AFC Championship two years ago. So they have like a weird kind of few years because for so long they were the worst team, basically, in the league. And then they jumped up to the AFC Championship two years ago. Then last year they were back to what, being like a 5-1 team or something, right? So... Yeah, and the D was what brought them, the you know to that precipice two years ago. They didn't lose that much off the D, but they somehow, maybe the offense was so bad they just couldn't hold on, or they kind of lost hard or something. I don't know why was the D so bad last year, and is it going to be different this year? You really feel for the Jaguars. They've been bad for so long, and then, you know, they were okay, and then two years ago they were incredible. They had the best defense in the league, and what happened was that like capitalized on two straight like decent drafts and also spent every last cent they had in free agency on securing really 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 decent defensive players and it fucking worked they had the best defense in the league they went to the AFC championship they lost to the Patriots which you know every team in the every great team in the AFC has done at some point in their life and it wasn't even, like, a blowout or anything, right? It was a pretty close game, if I recall. Yeah, and that team just blew up because what happened was they spent all that money on aging stars who just, like, lost a step the next year. And the whole time they bet all that money 
on that defense and an offense that was helmed by Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles sucks, and everyone knew that the whole time. We've talked about this. We we had a we had a whole thing last November about a really bad quarterback and like crying on the bench. And like I feel really bad that all that's to say. I feel really bad for Blake Bortles, but like he's terrible at playing American football at the top level of American football, and I don't know how to balance that with how bad I feel for him for that. It feels like they wasted their window. Yeah, I mean, he needs... He, it's it's a shame for him, though, he couldn't play in England all the time or London all the time when he, when he could excel. He'd be a great number four. That's what I was trying to kind of get into. Like, is it the fault that the offense is just so bad that defense can't hold up? But... I don't know. I mean, Jalen Ramsey had a down year kind of when he was, like, the best defensive player two years ago in the league, basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't... But one thing about... They did draft Josh Allen. We're the high draft picks two years in a row named Josh Allen, but linebacker... I get, a lot of people were saying is the best defensive player in the draft. Maybe the best player in the draft, period. And he got slept on a little bit. Or, or his team, some teams passed on him, like... Giants passed on him to get Daniel Jones and all that, so that could invigorate the D a little bit. God damn it! Yeah, maybe. Uh, One would so, hope. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But like I was kind of saying, I think they'll be a little better than last year, probably. And then the Titans, we haven't mentioned it at all. They're kind of a tweener type team, but they could make the playoffs like any given year with this team. I mean, theoretically, I don't know. Mariota's always kind of been well. You're a, you're a big Mariota guy, right? I was for like three years. Off the uh, express or what are you, the, the plane, what is the... I don't know that I'm flying Hawaiian Air anymore. Right, right. I, I don't know that it's his fault. He's had like a mediocre offensive line. Like it was good, it was great, and then decent, and then bad for the last two years. Uh, his defense hasn't been great. Two years ago, they had excellent one-two punch at running back that was taking tons of pressure off their receivers. Uh, that didn't work last year. I don't think their coaching staff is capable of keeping up with an NFL with a professional 16-game schedule. We have one thing, let's just do it. Let's just do it until it stops working. And it's going to stop working really fucking fast when everyone can study it week to week, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel. No, it could be true. I'm trying to I'm trying to see what. Uh, who did they bring in this year, if anyone, big... I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think they've made any big moves. Which is a problem in and of itself. Yeah, could Excuse be. Me. They did, okay, they did bring in Roger Saffold, uh, who's a good a good O-lineman. So that could that could help a little bit from what you were just kind of saying. Their O-line struggled a little might, bit. So. It might. So that looks to be their key off-season acquisition. Slot receiver Adam Humphreys. That's not... That's not a person, yeah. Nothing to write home about. They got Tannehill backing up Mariota now, so if he has to come in. Well, thank God we have Ryan Tannehill backing up Marcus Mariota. I don't know. I don't know. They, I mean, they have a good... If they're all on Kajil's a little bit, they could potentially have a pretty good run game with Derrick Henry. I don't know. This division as a whole, we got to get back and talk a little... We, we got to talk more about the Texans and Colts, obviously, but aside from just their QBs or injury concerns, but... They, this division seeming to me like all the teams could be decent, but that could be like a situation where they're going to beat all, each other up and only the division winner might make the playoffs, even if some of these teams are 
better looking on paper that with the schedule they're going to have to play, maybe it's going to be all shaking out in the middle. Yeah, and this does have, to me, the feeling of a season where they all go 6-10 and 10 and we were all waiting for someone to break out and they don't and the division winner passes at 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah, maybe. Unless the Texans are really fucking good. Who, who knows, right? Yeah, actually, I want to look up who the AFC South plays, like which other divisions they play against outside of the division. That could help, yeah. But yeah, but back to, I guess, the Texans, though. They did win the division last year, obviously. They have a good offense and defense overall. Did they get any better, though, in the offseason? I don't know that they had to. I need them to have a better O-line. He's an absolute shame and or travesty that Deshaun Watson has to run for his life as much as he does. Because if he didn't, they'd just win the Super Bowl. He's so good, you know? Yeah. Their D-line as well could have issues because I guess Jadavian Clowney is holding out as well or he might have requested a trade or something like that or I don't know. They might have some... Yeah, if they have to, to get rid of Clowney, that would be terrible and like J.J. Watt is going to play six games this year. Because he's apparently injury prone now um, for the last three years. Yeah, he's getting a little older too, so I don't know. That could be a factor with that. Yep. Yeah, I don't. It's like. I mean, they did so. They disappointed so badly in that playoff game. That's like left a kind of a bad taste in my mouth with them. That might be Same. part of the factor of why I'm like thinking they're going to maybe take a step back or they're just not inspiring. But Did Deshaun play in that playoff game? Yeah, he did. Okay. Um, well, like you're saying, the offensive line's really bad. He didn't play great either. And on top of that, if I recall, they were basically bl- blistered from the start, type of thing. You know, got went down big early. Yeah, I don't know. That was disappointing to see. Like that's one team that I wouldn't mind being. You know, there's a lot of teams, especially in the AFC, that I root against, dislike a lot. That's not really one of them. But with the Colts, I used to have more antipathy toward them when Payton was on the team. Of course. I mind them as much anymore either, but, you know, in a vacuum, I'd rather have the Texans win, but I don't know. With the, with the Colts, um, oh, also I did look it up just now. The AFC South teams play the AFC West and the NFC South, so it's not the easiest, certainly. Yeah, that's not great. There are going to be two and a half teams in the NFC South. Yeah, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes here, that preview. But with the Colts, I think that's, you know, we saw, we mentioned a little bit, Luck had a pretty good season last year coming off that injury. I would only expect him to be better this year. Fixed the line a little bit. I don't know, who else did they, uh, let's see who they might have brought in. I'm kind of wavering right now, basically. Do I think the Colts will overtake the Texans for the division this year? kind of think they might that's where i think like we run into problems we're wavering whether the colts will so the colts will not where are their weapons they have they they retain tj yeldon who else on that offense is supposed to be a thing yeah i don't know they brought in spencer Ware. sure nothing crazy and uh, devin funches who hasn't really popped so far but maybe a fresh start for him i don't know a reliable three points per week in fantasy football when he played for the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, was that a reliable three even? I don't know. Reliable three. They have, let's see, I mean, I, I mean, it's 
so much of the offense focuses around Helton, obviously, but he is really good. I mean, they, they the AFC South does have two of the best receivers, obviously, with Hilton and uh, New Hopkins, like two of the biggest deep threats there are, two of the fastest speed guys, like two two of the most complete package guys, really. Two, I, and I kind of group them together because they're both little guys, too. But, I mean, if Luck can live up to his kind of potential that he's always had and really put together, like, the season, the weapons don't matter as much, I think. So we'll see. These teams will beat each other up, it seems, certainly. All four teams in the division. And if that's the case, I don't know, you might call me out for magical thinking again or something like that, but I just feel like the Colts historically have owned this division a little bit, and they're kind of like the big brother. They're down for a little while, but and the Texans crept up, but I just feel like the Colts kind of have the mojo of any of the teams, like historically speaking, in the past decade. I don't know. I think if we're saying the words historically speaking, we have to talk about the last four years. And the Ryan Grigson Colts, or, yeah, Colts, have... But but he's gone, I mean... He's that, gone, he's gone. ...major downfalls, so... I mean, but he controlled a lot of the drafts to got a lot of these players. Pagano's gone, of course. They had a great season last year. Everyone loved their line, everyone loved their offense. You love to see it, but I don't know if that's going to carry forward to a division championship if Deshaun stays healthy. I think that he is... I think that Deshaun is transcendent in the way, and, like, why are we pitting two of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league against each other? But I think Deshaun, regardless of that inanity, I think Deshaun is transcendent in the way that Andrew Luck was supposed to be. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to say because... Of course. There's so much expectation for Luck, number one pick and all that. He was, like, supposed to be the once-in-a-generation guy... And then Watson was, like, you know, probably unfairly critiqued about things. Like, he wasn't expected to be. It was kind of a surprise to a lot of people, so whether it should have been or not. So it's kind of hard to compare that. I mean, it's interesting to compare those two things, but it's kind of hard to... It's not the same exactly, so it's kind of hard to say, like, yeah, this over that type of thing. But I don't know. This division's interesting to me more than it has in, in a while, I'll say. I guess we talked a lot more about it than I thought we would. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, are you prepared to order them one through four with all of this? Whether you're prepared or not, I'm gonna make you do it. So it doesn't matter. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, <laughs> I can go first if you want. I mean, I I'm just trying to. Like I said, I was wavering. I'll just go for it. I'm gonna say Colts win the division, Texans two, tight. Mm, yeah, Titans three, still Jags four. I can't rely on the Jags and Falls quite yet. So. I'm gonna say Texans Colts. Jaguars, Titans. Jaguars, I'm sure you meant not Jaguars, but yes. Okay. Sorry, what? Tex, yeah, nothing. Uh, I think the Titans might be really bad this year. Isn't Mike Malarkey still their head coach? You, you think he's a bad coach? Oh, yeah, he's absolute ass. He was ass with the Packers. Um, R.I.P. Marvin, if you're hearing this, we love you. I just think everyone who has come out of this, like, miraculous Packers run for the last ten years... Uh, that has just been held aloft by Aaron Rodgers, has been terrible. Like, all of the assistant coaches, all of the, like, ancillary offensive players, their entire defense, I don't know. The Packers suck. Uh, you're going pretty hard on this one. Like, Jordy Nelson sucks too, you're saying he's only good because of Rodgers, or, like, how far are you taking this? Yeah, Jordy Nelson sucks. 
That, that, I, I'm willing to go there. That's fine. All right, you heard it here. The malarkey is no longer the head coach of the Titans. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well-researched previews. Yeah, Mike Vrabel is the head coach. Vrabel. Yeah, you're right. Because la- there was a thing last year, too. I think he had a decent uh, rookie coaching season, but he had that. there was that one game where he won for two and everyone panned that move, which... It did seem like a bad move, and they lost that game, I remember. Um, All right, you want to talk NFC South while we're still down in that dirty, dirty South. Dirty. Should be a good division as well. Well, I guess this is this another one that's going to be a half-and-half division, kind of a la the AFC West? I would love six weeks to answer this question, because after like four or five weeks into the season... Um, we're going to know whether Tampa Bay's defense and or Mike Williams can keep them in this and whether Atlanta is a thing or not. Otherwise, this is a two-team race, and that is what it is. Can't say I'm high on Tampa. I mean, who knows with Winston? Honestly, Winston might be the thing holding them back. He throws whatever. He throws so many interceptions. Yeah, especially bad ones where he's, like, falling down and always throws him away. Like, he still hasn't seemed to get rid of that issue that he even had back in college. Yeah. What they got, I mean, the X factor is it Bruce Arians, I guess. Do you think he's the quarterback whisperer <laughs> that can come in? No. Absolutely not. He should have retired when he left Arizona. I, I don't... But he did well there, I mean, for the most part. Yeah, but he couldn't, like, save Arizona with... A litany of bad, puzzlingly Mormon quarterbacks. Okay, but this is different in the terms that this is... His offense needs a quarterback. Yeah, but but now he has Winston, who is uh, one time at least considered to be the future of the league. It hasn't panned out, but it's, it's maybe a little more to work with than, you know, Carson Palmer. I don't know. I think being drafted number one overall or it didn't, or, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you're considered to be the future of the league. Well, no, I'm not. At this point, you wouldn't say that. But at the time when he was drafted, he, he was like another, like uh, almost like Andrew Luck or something. Like this is the guy, number one pick. You know. Yeah, yeah. That was the thought going in. Which is why, and I can't stress this enough: do not watch college football. Don't watch college football. Do not watch a second of college football. I myself watch less and less every year, probably. You know, regardless, you still have to kind of. At least when, when guys are rookies, you kind of have to go a little bit off tape or a little bit off what you hear as an NFL fan. Sure. People that do watch it or whatever. Or you could watch them uh, play very badly. Yeah. So with the Bucks, what else did that? You know, what else is there to talk about with them? You think their defense is good? <sighs> I think their defense really tries. I think their defense are my sons, and I love them very much. Oh, they brought in Endemic and Sue. Yeah. For that D... I think they're going to be fine up front, and I think they're going to give up a lot of long balls. And that is just how we play football in the NFL now, and it sucks. Yeah, but I mean, they uh, conversely, though, on back to their offense, they got one of the best receivers as well, one of the best long ball and receivers in general, I guess. He's good. He's his quarterback good. Yeah, well, that's a thing. Well, he's a, yeah, I mean, Evans is the type of guy that can work with the most quarterbacks but obviously optimal to have a good QB throwing in the ball I don't know they Fitzmagic is off the team right so who is the backup to 
that Jameis, that might be relevant, honestly. Oh, Christ, I don't know. In addition to Jameis' potential struggles, their O-line is also not too good, right? That's what a problem. And people borderline racistly assume that, like, Jameis would have no problem scrambling. And he's had a lot of problem with his shitty O-line, which is like... You could fix this by having a good O-line. Any NFL team could fix this problem that we're talking about right now by having a good O-line. And yet more than half of them just don't do it. Just don't have a good O-line. It's one of the toughest things to have, it seems like. I mean, ultimately. I guess. I guess that's true, right? You brought it up with a lot of teams already. It's hard to figure out why, but I mean... But don't worry, by the way, about about Tampa. Backing up Jameis, we got Blaine Gabbard in the house. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm thinking this is probably going to be the cellar-dweller of the division here. I mean... Yeah, this is 4-12. and 12. Lock it in. Because, actually, I think the Falcons might not be too bad this year. I don't think so. I don't think they will be bad, no. And the Panthers, I mean, a lot of it depends on Cam, but they should be decent to good. Let's maybe look into them next. Yeah, do we want to, do we want to move there? Yeah, I'm I'm fine with Tampa if you are. I mean, we could circle back on something, but I'm I'm good on Tampa. The Panthers, I don't know. They're running a lot of their offense through Christian McCaffrey, like in a real basketball way. Yeah, but it kind of worked for them last year. It really did. And it worked for a lot of fantasy owners too. But, like, it really worked for the team. I think Cam Newton also might be one of the few quarterbacks who it doesn't matter if he has a great wide receiver because he's so strong and extremely accurate and you can't take him down by hitting him normally. Yeah, so you're saying, like, the receivers get time to move around more than a lot of teams. Yeah. They brought in Chris Hogan. I mean... That doesn't move the needle for me, yeah. Yeah, like all these acquisitions we're looking at for all these teams, there's not a lot of, uh, I mean, my Browns are really, really stole the spotlight this offseason with the big uh, acquisition. I guess, you know, the Raiders with... Yeah, uh, we'll talk about them. Brown, but yeah, we'll talk about them next episode, but... Well, if he plays. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true, if, if Brown plays. But, but you know, in terms of uh, the, the sexy names and all that, they did bring in Gerald McCoy, though, who I wanted my Browns to get. He opted to go to... Carolina. Very good. Yeah. Uh, of course, that's on the defensive side of the ball, but the, the, their D should be better. I mean... Their front seven might be the best in the league. Really? You like, think? all the people they got to stay, they brought in Gerald McCoy. Yeah, I think, like, their front seven is going to be terrifying. It should be good. I don't... I guess I can't really disagree. Did Julius Pepper finally retire? Uh, Julius Pepper is finally retired, I guess. So he's... Uh, I think so. Uh, I... Yeah, I think so. I don't know. This is like a team that I wouldn't be shocked if they either make it to the NFC Championship or if they go 8-8, kind of. Like, I don't know. I could see it going either way. On paper, it does look like they should be one of the better teams. They have been inconsistent. I don't know. Yeah. I worry most about Cam Newton's aerial targets because they went to a Super Bowl with basically this core three years ago and you know they keep like stitching it together and they've really suffered for that and last season their offense was revamped 
by the Christian McCaffrey, I will catch any ball and or carry any ball whether, wherever you want me to accept that ball. Offense, they still don't have a lot of receivers. Their offensive line still isn't great. Cam Newton gets hit more and more every day. Every time Cam Newton gets hit, that's another time off of his lifetime tally of, like, number of times that Cam Newton can get hit. I worry about the Panthers falling off a cliff, but they do have that front seven. They do have Christian McCaffrey. They have had him for a whole year now, and he was the best running back in fantasy football last year, which is a different thing from, like, playing in the NFL. But it means he got a lot of touches and did a lot of shit with it. And he's a dual, a dual threat, uh, certainly. Yes. I'm looking at this right now. They're, I clicked on to see their, their acquisitions and everything, and this, this Sudamon is saying something about their intangibles. They're saying that apparently they have a pretty easy schedule first half of the season, then it gets tough. So sure. I guess this could be a situation where they can get off to a really hot start and keep it coasting. Sometimes teams do that. Well, if they bank like a 7-3 like a and three schedule and then lose... Four out of six. They're still nine and seven. Well, you were saying I was saying they could be really good, or I, I guess I was saying like eight and eight or NFC Championship, but that's not exactly the same thing because it's not record versus record. It's what you do in the playoffs. But you're saying they might fall off a cliff, like that. You can see them going like five wins, six wins, something like that. Even if it, if it goes wrong. Um, if it goes wrong, which I don't know that I expected to. I like this team until further notice. All right. And last year they were seven and nine, so obviously a disappointing season. Yeah, record-wise, let's go to Atlanta. Always the Matt Ryan show, of course. But let's see, they brought in Kenyon Barner, Agent Claiborne. No, no one too crazy. Uh, Claiborne, get out that defense. Yeah, no, I, this should should help things. Couple guards, Tevin Coleman's off the team. I don't know where, where's where'd Coleman go. Oh, Matt Bryant's gone. Kicker Matt Bryant, so there's no more Matt Bryant, Matt Ryan combo. Well, they're done then. If Matt Bryant isn't there, they're done. Sorry, Atlanta. Oh, man. They had the same record as the Panthers last year at 7-9. and nine. Yeah, I don't know. I feel kind of more optimistic about this team, or I did going into this, but... I don't know. I'm looking. I don't know why I should necessarily... They have a similar problem up front on offense. Where are the people who are blocking the great pass rushers coming from you don't have them um alex mack lives in the center great trade from cleveland two years ago but who else is on that line they drafted their first round pick is a guy named lindstrom they drafted a guard so maybe he's great four years ago the cowboys just like tyron smith wasn't there people were asking like well they drafted tyron smith um, Travis Frederick wasn't there. People were people were saying like, "Well, they drafted Tar- like Travis Frederick. They might be okay." The Falcons might be okay, but if they're not on O line, like what's going on there? How is their offense? Steve Sarkeesian is he still their offensive coordinator? He is, because that was, was a disaster for yeah. No, that was bad. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was fired. Great, wonderful. So maybe they're great. Who who who's to say? Their defense worries me. I worry that they will continue to have a problem at linebacker and pass rush. Well, two of their players last year missed almost all season. One on off, uh, Devante on offense and uh, Keanu Neal on D. Both tore their ACLs last year, right? 
Yeah. Uh, those are two Im- high-impact players, theoretically, Freeman and Neal. So that could be a ter- if, if they could come back the same as they were, at least they're close to the same. They had a lot of injuries last year, honestly. Like, Deion Jones was out a lot. Like, they that could be, I mean, a lot of the reason. Other than their inept coaching from, you know, offense and stuff like that, they clearly were one of the most injury-ridden teams, it seems like, last year. So they could have a resurgence from that. Or they could just keep having more bad luck. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, who's to say with injury luck? Football is a terrible, dangerous game, and no one should play it. And everyone who does play it gets injured all the time, constantly. Matt Ryan's never really been injured, right? He's never, like, Really? He hasn't. Yeah. Anyway, we could get more into, then, who uh, should be favored to win the division, who won it last year course them saints with the immortal drew Brees, you know not quite to brady level but he's edging close you know how old is he now 39 or something like that i think so they should still be good right uh certainly one of the best teams in the nfl are we saying that still i don't think they're gonna have a problem winning this division and i don't know that i feel a team from the nfc just like having a chance against them in the playoffs. They've done very well for themselves the last several years. They've drafted well. The signings that they made were well, were, were good, rather. Um, they still have Drew Brees as a quarterback, which is going to be wonderful for everybody. Alvin Kamara is going to continue to, like, chew up yardage. They already have a plan to replace Mark Ingram in terms of, like, third down pack and, like, taking weight off of Alvin Kamara. And, like, I'm not playing fantasy football this year, so I don't care if that yeah, uh, running back... Yeah, you talking about how you're not playing it, though. You're, like, one of these guys that doesn't, like, watch TV or something. Like, I don't own a TV. I don't even own a fantasy football team. Alvin Kamara is going to be great. They they have a plan to have someone poach touchdowns from him on third down. I am kind of lit on the Saints right now. Like, Drew Brees is going to continue to be Drew Brees. Their O-line didn't change that much. Their defense didn't change that much. I think this might be the last year of this fourth-generation Saints core having a shot to do things. And uh, really, realistically, they should have been in the Super Bowl last year. They basically got screwed over in that NFC's uh, championship. Well, yeah, VAR would have turned that uh, penalty over, yeah. But everyone's mad at VAR in soccer, right? Not, uh, not fans of Tottenham Hotspur. Okay, so your your people are mad. Well, Breeze, actually, yeah, just looking it up, Breeze is 40 now. He turned 40 this offseason. He also threw five picks to 32 touchdowns last season. So Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't yeah, I mean, this, I do, they, this should be on, on paper plus, you know, uh, plus based on recent history, this should be one of the best teams in the league. Could easily win the Super Bowl this year. I really feel like they're going to be... We haven't done the whole thing, but I feel like they're the NFC's representative in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. The only one we haven't done yet is the NFC North. I don't really see anyone from there. Even Of the teams we haven't talked about from there, really, we'll talk about them next episode. No. But Yeah, I don't know. So what's, what's your ranking for this? I, uh, I'll let you go first on this one. I would say... Saints-Panthers both making the playoffs, and then Falcons barely missing, and um, 
Bucks are two to three seasons away from being relevant again. Pretty much with you on that. Just to be a little different, I guess I'll say Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Bucks. But yeah, the top three teams should all compete. I mean, it could be a situation where we kind of talked about this in the AFC South. I guess the teams will beat each other up then if they're all more evenly matched a little bit. There might be a more separation in this division with the best team being that much better, but then there is in the AFC South. But it could be a situation, depending on how the NFC shakes out, where one of those years three teams make the playoffs. Probably not, though. I mean, we talked about the West. I think the West has two teams going to make it, so, but I don't know. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, so that was our under, slightly underinformed. We're a little more informed. We're rounding into the season. I would say of the three we've done so far, uh, Young Clavicle. This is probably our most informed. We didn't have uh, our boy Padnam coming in with some his strange analogies and things like that and weird theories, so maybe that weren't as derailed by that this time either, but... We really benefited from not having Padnam on this pod. That being said, he might be back next time. We don't know. Who's to say? Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this Mr.'s southern preview dirty south preview you know everyone do subscribe to brooklyn rebound network if you're not already doing so plenty of good podcast episodes coming on out in this feed not just about nfl we got nba stuff movie stuff all kinds of good stuff like that so do uh subscribe check us out next time and everyone enjoy football this season peace Try to. Some try harder than others. Pod Boys Productions.